who we are will always, always be more important than what we do, and that our purpose always derives from our identity, not the other way around. We can't go after a purpose without first understanding who we are in Christ, who we are according to what his word says about us, how he feels about us, before we go after anything, anything I think of what he has for us. Welcome to Pure Gold, an honest, no-nonsense take on what it means to live daily with sexual integrity, offering practical tips and suggestions on how to strengthen your character, deepen your transparency, and grow in truth through the power of Jesus Christ. Hey everyone, welcome to Pure Gold. This is Frank Honus. And we are super excited to have you guys join us this week for a really special uh, special episode of the podcast. My wife and I were recently um, invited to speak at a local church um, he- here close to us, Gateway Fellowship in Bridgeville, Delaware. So thankful, uh, Tim, Pastor Tim Miller, for inviting us and sharing with uh, the really fine folks there. Um, talking about the uh, topic of identity and purpose, and um, just just the uh, the real implications um, in our in our walk with Christ, um, our journey with the Lord about how important our identity is and how important our purpose is, and um, you know as as we share, uh, as you'll hear us uh, talk, we you know we share that. You know, there, there is a process and there is an order to that, that our, I don't want to give away the whole message here, but that our identity, der- or excuse me, our purpose derives from our identity. So therefore, um, we can't, you know, we, we can't know uh, or, or really be obsessed or, you know, we can't, we can't go into asking all the whys and the where's and the what's, you know, where we're supposed to go and what we're supposed to do without understanding who we are and, um, you know, understanding who we are in Christ, what, what God says about us, what he's, what his, you know, what God's word says about us. And so we, uh, you know, we address that idea of identity. And then, uh, so I talk, I talk a little bit about identity this week on the podcast. And then next week, uh, Tracy, you'll hear Tracy share on purpose. So special two-part, uh, series on pure gold this week and next week on identity and purpose. I hope you guys will enjoy it greatly. And I hope you guys will head over to the website, which is pflhome.com. There's lots of great resources there. If you're wanting to live a life of sexual purity and sexual integrity, um, uh, Purity for Life is is here to help. And the website has tons of resources, tons of uh, helps for you, articles, links, resources, all of the podcasts back to episode one. And um, there's a couple great contact forms on there you can check out to get a hold of Tracy and I if you need to, to uh, contact us and need help in any way. Uh, follow us on social media. We're all over the internet, um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, lots of great ways you can c- connect with us and see our content there. Um, and as well, uh, please go over to iTunes um, and rate and review the podcast. We would love your feedback and your support. Uh, love some stars and love your your review, what you think of the podcast, what you think of the of the content that we put out. So 
takes 30 seconds to do. It's super easy to rate and review the podcast. And then just one more thing real quick that that um, I, I want to really try to incorporate in 2019. If you listen to us on Anchor, um, I would love, love, love for you to drop us a voice message. Um, you can actually go into go into your anchor, open up anchor on your phone, um, or, you know, your iPad or whatever. And you can go over to the green tab, um, the green tab and send us a message. Uh, actually, I think there's on our podcast page, you can send us a message there and we get those voicemails and I would love to hear from you if it's something, uh, that we can, uh, you know, if it's feedback, if it's a prayer request, if it's some, a question that we have, uh, we we just uh, we would love to we'd love to hear from you. Love to communicate with you in that way. So send us a message through Anchor as well, which is very very easy to do. Um, so check that out too um, on the Anchor uh, on the Anchor app. All right. So this is part one of the importance of identity in recovery. Followed next week by Tracy, my wife Tracy, sharing on the importance of purpose in recovery. I really do. I really do hope you'll able you're able to take these and you know just apply these to your lives. Allow these thoughts to encourage you, and also encourage you in your recovery journey. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. God bless. Good evening. I'm not real how close to get here. So, good evening, Happy New Year, everyone. It's good to see you. Thank you guys for inviting us. I think I met uh, a few people here, but um, I'd like to meet everybody before we leave tonight. Um, we really, really appreciate the opportunity to just share uh, what we feel like God is is speaking into our hearts. And just to give you a disclaimer uh, about how we share and how we teach you know, um, is we literally teach, at least I can say this, I think I speak for my wife, but we share and we speak and we teach out of what God is speaking to us. And typically it is literally in the season that we're in so that we're walking, whatever we're walking in, typically when we're asked to speak or share, I always ask God, okay, what's going on right now in this season? And um, it's, that is how I tend to share, and um, that's very, very different from when a long, long time ago when I was a youth pastor. Um, we were talking about that recently, um, but now um, the Lord, the way the Lord deals with me is that he, he's, he's speaking to me. As he speaks to me, I'm able to, to pull from that. So the things I share tonight, guys, um, they are what God is dealing with me first, and um, I like to pull out of that and say, you know, we're all in this together, right? So... Um, I want to talk, it sounds like you guys have been talking a lot about identity lately, and I was asked to kind of speak on identity. My wife's going to share on purpose later. Um, so I, I, like I said, I just want to share some things about identity and um, what I, how, how important I feel like this topic is, uh, because I do feel like that um, we have to talk about identity first before we talk about purpose, because I always feel like that identity, we derive our purpose from our identity, First and foremost, it's really important that we always remember we always derive our purpose from identity, not the other way around. We can't just go out asking God, what am I going to do? Who am I going to be? Where am I going to go? You know, all the stuff I want to do before we know who we really are in Christ, in Jesus, in our Father. If we don't have a grasp on our identity and who he's called us to be according to his word, then, then I don't think we have any right just running out asking, you know, and, and wondering and questioning, seeking out what we're supposed to do in life, or what we're called to do. 
And that may not even just be your career. It may be something beyond your career or what your, what your purpose actually is. So who we are will always be more important than what we do. I think we've all probably understood that or heard that maybe, but I think it's just a really good reminder that who we are is always more important than what we do. So just kind of keeping that, that's kind of the central focus and the central thought uh, for tonight. Um, so once we begin to be rooted and grounded in our identity, these are just, again, these are things that, that I've been writing, journaling, the Lord's been dealing with me on. Uh, once we begin to be rooted and grounded in our identity in Christ, our purpose in life begins to make its way to the surface. So we got to root ourselves. We have to dig in. We got to open up the word. We've got to read, right? We've got to listen. You know, we've got to dig in. We've got to root ourselves. We've got to understand who is he calling me to be? Who does he call me to be in here, in here first? And as we do that, as we discover, how does God feel about me? What does God say about me? Who does God call me? You know, who does he call me to be? Then our purpose, what we're supposed to do, begins to make its way to the surface. So identity always precedes purpose. We talked about that. We, we mentioned that. Um, I remember in, uh, when I was, wow, it feels like a lifetime ago. It actually was. Uh, when I was in Bible college, um, I got the incredible opportunity to go to a Bible college in Pennsylvania and uh, for four years. And I remember I was one of these students, always wondering, what's your will for me, God? What's God's will? I want to know what God's will is, especially when you make it to your fourth year and you're a senior. You always want to know, what's God's will for my life? What am I supposed to do? You know, and, and I remember so many, so many students, myself included, like desperate, like anguishing, like, you know, crying, practically crying and like throwing themselves on the floor, just like wanting to know, God, what's your will for my life? What's your will for my life? What's your will for my life? And I just remember just, you know, thinking at, at writing this, just thinking about how, like looking back, how totally backwards that was. And just remembering my own life and my own story of how um, I was living in a life, and I'll share just a little bit about this, won't go totally into it, but I was living a life in addiction, uh, living a life of uh, struggling for 13 years with a pornography addiction as a, as a male, as a man, and uh, from the age of 13 all the way to 26. And I remember in Bible college wondering and asking the wrong questions about my life. God, what are you supposed to do? Where, where are you supposed to send me? What am I supposed to do? What's your will for my life? When I should have been asking, where's, you know, who am I really? You know, who am I supposed to be? I don't even know. Really, looking back now, I didn't even know who I was. I didn't even have a grasp on my identity, how God really felt about me and my heart and my mind and my sexuality and my character and my integrity and all those things. I didn't have a grasp on those things. All of these things are tied to our identity, right? And all these questions. And, and so, um, you know, let's all put that question aside because that's important. And Tracy's going to answer that one for us tonight. What is, you know, she's going to answer the purpose question or help us understand that. But I remember thinking how, how uh, just how crazy that was because I didn't have an idea of who I was. I didn't have a grasp on identity. So I want to real quickly share with you guys tonight um, and summarize just who I feel like I am and, and again, these are not categories you, you need to take for yourself because some of these are not applicable to you or may not be applicable to you in your own life and season. Um, but I think the very first one we all fall into is that we are all, I'm praying here, sons and daughters of God. And I believe that. We're all sons and daughters of God. So number one, I'm a son. 
I've always tried to, you know, as especially in the last, um, you know, hopefully in the last 10 years of my life and, and kind of getting my life straight, thankfully, and walking in recovery, um, remembering these, these four categories of identity, that I'm a son, first and foremost, nothing more important than that, that I'm a son of the living God, that there's, there, there's nothing more special than that. There's nothing more powerful than that, that, that he is my father in heaven, that I'm his son, that he, he adores me, he loves me, he cares for me, that, that, that his heart beats for me, that he's, he's always, you know, I've always got his eye and his ear on me, and, and he's always there. It's an amazing thing. Um, I've always got his attention, even when he doesn't have my attention, that, that I'm his son, that I'm a son of God. And the second is that I'm a husband. And, you know, I'm a husband to Tracy. If you guys haven't met Tracy yet, this is Tracy. Um, so Tracy, we've been married for about almost 10 years. It'll be 10 years in August. And, um, and I'll talk a little bit, just a little bit more about that. But um, next to our relationship with the Lord, our relationship with our spouse, I think, needs to be the greatest thing in our, in our lives. And so that's, that's a part of who I am, that I'm a son of God, that I'm a husband to my, uh, to my wife, Tracy. The third is that I'm a father. I'm a dad. We have two kids. We have our son, Nathan, who's five, and our daughter, uh, Addie, who's three, and, uh, and we're done. <laughs> no, we're, we're good to go. We love our kids, and we enjoy them to death. We love them, and uh, we're thankful that we actually, um, that we had a boy and a girl, like the first, you know, the first in, our, in our, the season of our lives that we're, you know, uh, so we're thankful for that. We're thankful for God blessing us with the gift of children in our lives, and realizing how special that is to parent and, and to grow up little disciples, you know, before you. Um, you know, they're, they're the best of days, right? They're the days that are the most incredible, and there are some really, really hard, challenging days in there. And you guys all know that who are parents. Um, you, you know what that feels like. Um, so I'm a son, I'm a husband, I'm a father, and I'm a minister. This is the last one. And these are the four ways I, I sort of categorize my identity. Is that I'm a son, a husband, a father, and a minister. I actually, um, when I say minister, my wife and I, we're able to do ministry. Uh, we're, you know, we, we actually, we lead worship. We do music together. We've had opportunities to do that. Um, but me personally, I call myself actually a purity coach. Um, because I do get a lot of time and a lot of work with men who struggle with sexual addiction and struggle with, you know, sexual infidelity, uh, pornography addiction, and for the last 10 years, I've had that opportunity, and um, as I've, you know, come, walk, started to walk into recovery for my life 10 years ago, um, I've, I've actually had the opportunity to work with a lot, a lot of men, and I have, by no means am I an expert, but I do feel like I'm a coach to a lot of guys, and I'm thankful for that. So in my, in my life, I believe God calls us all to be ministers, but in my life, um, uh, that's the way in which he's, he's taken me through uh, working with men in uh, sexual integrity issues and sexual purity issues. So as you hear these things, right, some of you might be thinking, well, these aren't really tied to your identity. These are more like roles that you play, right, just like a role. But I really do think that these things are linked to our identity, right, that we are sons and daughters, that we are spouses, that God's called us to... Uh, in marriage, to, you know, to, to our spouses, right, to, to be Christ, right, uh, and the incredible role of being, or the incredible, I should say, identity, right, of being a, a father or a mother to a child, um, they aren't just something that you walk into and out of, 
That's why I think they're not just roles, is that we don't just walk in and walk out of being a son or a daughter. We can't just walk in and walk out of being a father or a mother, right? Or, you know, being a husband or a wife. You know, it's not, it's not a thing you just, oh, yeah, I feel like being a husband today. I feel like being a wife today. Or I just, you know, it's something God calls you to. He, he imprints it on you. And, and it's who you are. It's who you're supposed to be. And it's an incredible, incredible part of your identity. So I want to share with you guys um, some scriptures here. I was thinking about identity, and I thought, what is, you know, these are, these are my thoughts, but what does the word actually have to say about identity? What does it have to say about who we are called to be? Matthew chapter 5, verse 44 and 45, and this is actually in um, the Passion Translation. I wanted to read this. I love the Passion Translation. It says, however, I say to you, love your enemy, bless the one who curses you, do something wonderful for the ones, the one who hates you, and respond to the very ones who persecute you by praying for them. For that, for that will reveal your identity as children of your heavenly Father. So the proof of our identity as God's children is that we love, we bless, we pray for those that we call our enemies. That's proof. That's the proof that you and I are uh, are God's kids, basically, is that we are loving, that we're blessing. Those who have wounded us, right? Those who have betrayed us, you know, those who have caused you great harm in life. Those are the people that, and, and it could be those in your very, you know, and I hate to say this, but not that we call our, you know, we think about the, our family or our close friends as enemies, but it could just be really the people that are closest to you that, 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 um, that you struggle with the most at times. It's just the reality, we're called to love, to bless, right, to pray for them, okay? And so um, identity is closely related to the way in which you love, the way you bless, and the way you pray for people. I think this is how Jesus lived. Matthew chapter 5, verse 48, this is, I'm going to read it two different versions, the passion and the message. In the passion, it says, since you are children of a perfect father in heaven, you are to be perfect like him. And I've always, when I've read that verse, I've always wondered, like, wow, that's a really strong word to use, Jesus. Or, you know, it's a really strong word to use, like, perfect, perfection, you know? Like, how in the world can I be perfect like God? But as you look at that verse, and if you studied that verse before, the, the, the word perfect, you pick that word out, the Greek there and the Aramaic words for perfect can also mean this, whole, complete, right? Fully mature, lacking nothing all-inclusive, well-rounded. It doesn't mean in that definition, it doesn't say it's never made a mistake, has never messed up in any way, you know, is, is Superman, you know, is, is the man of steel or, the one, or you know, and it's so, it, it, but that's literally what it means, that, that we, since we are children of a perfect father, we are called to be whole like he is, that we actually have that ability, right, in our identity and who we are to be whole, to be complete, to be fully mature, to be lacking nothing. I love that, just that, that picture that we can have that kind of growth for our lives. Uh, in the message, it says this. In a word, what I'm saying is this. Grow up. It actually says, grow up. Your kingdom subjects. Now live like it. Live out your God-created identity. Live generously and graciously towards others <laughs> the way God lives towards you. So, how many people here can imagine Jesus looking at you and saying, grow up? Would you just grow up? I mean, that's like, that is, you know, if you think about it long, that, that probably is Jesus, right? To look at you and just say, seriously, would you grow up? Would you just, 
get up and keep going and keep waiting. Get you, you know, not in a not in a mean, nasty, unkind way, but like the way in which a heavenly father needs to parent his kids. You know what I'm saying? He says that, grow up. You are kingdom subjects. And so the question, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but there's times I need to grow up, okay? This week I've had some definite moments where I've needed to grow up. So just ask my wife. Um, So, right, just ask your your spouse, you know, you can talk about that later. Um, Here's the question, though. Looking in that text there, um, are we really living, and I love the, the language here, are we living as kingdom subjects? Are we calling ourselves up to live as kingdom subjects, as God's beloved, that he calls us that, our kingdom subjects, sons and daughters, right? My identity isn't found in my career. It's not found in my financial portfolio. It's not found even in my gifts, in my talents, in the things I do really well, in the things people like me for and say, whoa, that's really awesome, that's impressive. It's found in my creator. It's found in my Father. My identity and everything that I am is found in Jesus alone. And so often, we, we, we just, I just don't turn just solely to him and to who he is to look for who I really am. And so that's, that's, that's it. it. It's found in our creator. Our identity is found in our creator, the one who made me, the one who knows me and knows everything about me and how I tick. It's found in, in, in Christ. It's found in the Lord. Acts 17, 28, the passion, in the Passion says this, it is through him that we live and function and have our identity. There it is again. Just as your own poets have said, our lineage, look at this, um, you know, underline this verse or this section here, because I, I, I really like, uh, I love, was looking at this, just digging in. Our lineage comes from him. What does that mean? The Greek word here for lineage actually is, and I hope I say this right, uh, Bible college has been a long time ago. Genos, right? G-E-N-O-S. Genos, which means taken from his genes. So you are literally grafted. You are literally created from the very nature and essence and the, 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 the very finest thing, finest detail of God from his genes that we live, that we have, uh, we, we, we live through him and we function and have our identity. Galatians chapter two, verse 20, another one. The Passion Translation says, my old identity has been co-crucified with Messiah and no longer lives for the nails of his cross crucified with him. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine for the anointed one lives his life through me. Here's, I love this. We live in union as one. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life into mine. What an incredibly beautiful picture. I mean, just, just stop for imagine for a second. Let's, just, let's go back to kindergarten and close our eyes for a second. You know, let's just imagine this together, that what it looks like to live in total, complete union with God, just total and complete oneness with the Father, so closely that you are literally virtually His. Another attribute of those who exhibit this God-created identity is, what they, is, is, is that they give themselves away, right? Knowing God and having, uh, you know, uh, our God-created identity is that is, is we do this, we give who we are away, is that we are accustomed 
to sacrifice. So to, so to live out our God-created identity means we sacrifice, means we give everything. We give ourselves. We don't hold anything back. And, and again, this goes, I, I remember a disclaimer at the beginning of this. These are, these are things from my life that I've uh, been walking through, have walked through, am walking through, and will continue to walk through for the rest of my life. So these are not expert thoughts. These are things that God is literally speaking to me. Um, and it's convicting, you know, that, that we are called to sacrifice every day, every second of every day, if we want to live out our God-created identity. And so um, just before Tracy comes up, she's, I'm getting ready to have, tag, tag her. Um, I wanted to share a little, just a little bit more um, about the other facets of my identity that I think are, are really important. So I talked about how I'm a husband. I've been married to my wife for almost 10 years, and um, we have definitely had our ups and downs in marriage, uh, our challenges uh, that actually started with, like, like I was sharing a little earlier, an addiction on my, heart and my, on my part, uh, an addiction that spanned for around 13 years of my life and pretty much kind of started our marriage. And within the first year of my marriage, or of our marriage, it really greatly affected Tracy and us. And thank God I was able to walk into freedom and, and wholeness and health. Uh, for the last 10 years, I've been uh, at that place and, and uh, thankful for that. She's my favorite person in life. And, um, and I, love, I love to be around her. She's truly, for me, she's a gift of God. And um, uh, I'll be honest with you, um, even today, we're walking through some real challenges. We're walking through, I'm just be real, we're walking through some real communication issues in our, in our marriage. We're walking through some uh, just issues of sacrifice and issues of, of uh, maturity, immaturity. <laughs> um, in our marriage, and so I would just ask you to be praying for us because we're we're hitting we're hitting a little bit of a rough patch right now, and, and thankful we're thankful that God is a redeemer. We know that God is a redeemer, and we we thank we're thankful for grace and mercy, which we're able to share with each other today, and um, and talk a little bit uh, today. And uh, so just thankful for that. You guys can be praying for us on that, but um, I'm very thankful for my wife, and that's a part of being. Uh, of, of who I am as a husband. So as a father, I share with you guys that we have uh, Nate, who's five, and Addie, who's three, and uh, we, we call them the best of friends and the worst of enemies at times, right? If you, you, know, if you have kids, you, you remember, you know, five and three. <laughs> five and three, that classic age. Um, they love each other, and then five seconds later, they're ripping into each other, you know, over a toy. So, uh, but I, I really do, um, as much as we kind of tease, I really do enjoy being a dad. Um, I love this season of my life, um, and, and I love that my wife and I get to, get to parent Nate and Addie together, and they literally, we, we do literally treat them as disciples because we want to raise them to love Jesus and to know Jesus, and they have, they've got to see that God-created identity from us first. They've got to see that being lived out. We've talked a lot about that lately. Um, and so as, as their dad, I just kind of wanted to throw this in there because I've heard this recently. I thought it was so powerful. As their dad, my prayer uh, for Nate and Addie would be that God would give me the keys to their heart and would give me the keys to understanding what is operating inside of their hearts so that I can, you know, respond in the best way and respond, you know, uh, in the way that I should with love and with grace and with truth, you know. So, um, so as a dad, as a husband, as a minister, um, I share that my wife and I, we do ministry together, we do music, uh, we're worship leaders at the church we attend, um, 
And we've also, like I said, have, we've had opportunities to sit with couples who are literally struggling in their marriages with, um, you know, with, with the spouse who's dealing with, with sexual integrity or if there's some kind of infidelity in their marriage or addiction. And it's been, it's been a real, real blessing to be able to do that. And like I said, um, I do affectionately call myself a purity coach because I love, love, love the work that I get to do with men. Um, I'm able to lead a group, a weekly group, an online group actually, that meets, and um, a lot of uh, really cool things get to happen there. So I want to talk, that's uh, kind of my thoughts on identity, and not to throw a bunch of information at you guys, but um, I, I really do want to go back and just, just reflect on that, that remember, who we are will always, always be more important than what we do, and that our purpose always derives from our identity, not the other way around. We can't go after a purpose without first understanding who we are in Christ, who we are according to what his word says about us, how he feels about us, before we go after anything, anything I think of what he has for us. So I'm going to tag my, tag my wife to come on up here. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Pure Gold, our weekly podcast from Purity for Life. Don't forget to visit our website for additional content, including our entire podcast archive, articles, links, and videos to help encourage you on your journey for sexual purity. All this and more can be found at pflhome.com. Also, follow us on social media through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We would love to hear from you.